Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. This week, I'm going to get into a question, but before I do, I have to give you an update. On episode 47, Pussy Problems, I talked to a lovely man and his cat. And so many of you have reached out asking for updates. And I have a really wonderful update. And it says this, Queen Kimora, which is her name, the kitty's name, has gotten 1000% more playful, which has been so adorable. I've been embracing my ability to tune into her frequency. And it just feels like we're on the same wavelength. And I'm so humbled by the quick turnaround. What has happened is that The lovely man that I spoke with in the episode has been communicating with his kitty, with the queen. He has been bending the damn knee and it's been working. And so the peeing has stopped and the love, the love fest is back on. And I am so thrilled to share that. So hopefully you all will be kind and considerate with your animal friends at home. Okay, now to this week's question. This question is from LD. And LD says, I'm in my early 40s and have a successful professional career that is not fulfilling in any way except for financially. I'm married to a man and have a daughter. Although I'm proud of my accomplishments, I feel a bit lost spiritually and unfulfilled professionally. I was brought up evangelical and broke with the church as a feminist at age 18. Since then, I've not had a spiritual practice as I view Western religions as patriarchal systems. Me too, girl. Each time I attempt to explore spirituality, it is short-lived and I end up feeling that I am too practical to go into that side of myself. In addition, I simply cannot let go of my need for material security. I really enjoy nice things. Can you help give me any insight into how my chart affects these areas of my life and give me advice on next steps? Her birth date is April 7th of 76, 7.15 a.m. in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I have so much to say in response to this question. Let me start with something very important, and that is something called the Uranus opposition, or in other words, Uranus opposite itself. This is a transit that is associated with mid-age crisis. Now, you've heard of the Saturn return here on the show and also in everywhere. People talk about the Saturn return a lot, Um, and there are multiple Saturn returns, as you know. Now, the Uranus opposition only happens once in a lifetime, anywhere between about 38 years old and 43, aka midlife. Now, there's a lot of debate out in the world about what is mid-age. Personally, me, I think the 40s are, generally speaking, mid-age. Most people do not live to be 100. But regardless, when we go through the Uranus opposition, there is a way that we start to feel this restlessness, the sense of urgency as you're running out of time. You're not yet old, but you are no longer young. Youth culture is no longer made for people who are going through the Uranus opposition and are older. And that's a lot of the dominant culture, right? Especially in the West where we really put youth on a pedestal. Now, the Uranus opposition is an explosive transit for most people. It is a time where If your life does not give you meaning, if you do not feel like you're truly living, you start to feel awful. You feel a sense of urgency. This is why so many people have dramatic periods around this time. A lot of people divorce, change their careers, or even have major health events. As the energy that you have been actively repressing 
starts to demand expression. And it comes to the surface. Whenever Uranus is involved, things happen suddenly and often dramatically. And the reason why it's dramatic is because it's kind of out of the blue and it's electrical. Uranus governs electricity and the nervous system. And so it's not surprising to hear this question where you're recognizing that while you've achieved your conscious goals, you haven't achieved other goals, goals to do with meaning and value and even spirituality. There's a lot for me to say about this, but before I kind of go further, regardless of what age you are, if you're listening to this podcast, unless something dramatic intercedes, we will all go through this transit. And knowing that the Uranus opposition is coming for you, knowing that there's going to be a time in your life where spiritual value and meaning, authenticity, and personal accountability becomes a driving and imperative force in your life is valuable for you to know. Because we all have to make compromises to live, especially if you want money in a capitalist society, especially if you have children you want to provide for or family members that you need to care for. You know, we we need to compromise. That's just life, right? However, the Saturnian compromise of fitting into society and paying your bills and fulfilling obligations and the Uranian responsibility of living a life that is true and authentic, honoring our humanitarian values and even our sense of connection to others and to the planet itself. These things are all unavoidable parts of the human condition. These things are all unavoidable parts of our human development. If you are lucky enough to grow old, you will pass through this threshold. And so understanding that the more you are prepared for it, the easier it is. And the only way to prepare for it is to be true to yourself, to honor what is true for you. And part of what you're telling me, LD, is that you have honored and supported your Saturnian principle. And this is not surprising because as I pull up your birth chart, you have Saturn as the grounding planet of your chart. It sits at the lowest point of your chart and it sits opposite your midheaven. You have your midheaven and Saturn both forming a square to your Mercury-Chiron conjunction in the 12th house in Aries. And what this means is that for you, Creating stability and security through the material world is very much a response to your childhood, to the very specific class issues you were raised with, and even the religious issues that you were raised with, that you found a way to create normalcy for yourself and stability. You say that you really like nice things, and I respect that. But also, I don't completely believe that that's why you've prioritized making money over maybe personal satisfaction. I think you've done it as a survival mechanism. I think you've done it as a way to prove to yourself that you can create a solid and quote, good life. And I think that is in part a reaction and a response to being raised with such fixed ideas of heaven and hell and punishment. Another thing worth mentioning in your birth chart is you have a Pluto square to both Mars and the moon. And what this means is it has been uncomfortable in your life for you to express and experience anger and ambition. And so what I think you've done is you've channeled it into a, quote, acceptable place, which is career, making money, getting validation for how smart you are, how ambitious you are. You've done a really good job of making sense of your life 
and making sense of your role in the world. Because the truth is, it's not that you're agnostic. It's not that you don't believe in anything. It's that you haven't found a safe container for your beliefs because the container you were raised within was oppressive for you. And as this Uranus opposition kicks in, and it's just kicking in in June 2019, it's going to last you about a year. As this kicks in, what you're inevitably going to have to deal with is your spiritual values and how you actually don't care about a lot of conventional things. And you deeply care about freedom and you deeply care about truth. And you even deeply care about your connection to meaning, which is an ultimately spiritual value. And so what this basically means is you are going to have to figure out how to connect to yourself and others in a way that is without an agenda, outside of finding the truth. That's really hard. I don't expect that means you need to quit your job or stop making money. Although I do imagine that this means for you that you may have to de-emphasize the value you derive from it or the amount of time and energy you devote to it because you have been doing this out of fear, out of scarcity, not out of the joy of the act. And at a certain point, this doesn't age well. As far as I can tell, this is not the time for you to quit your job. This is not the time for you to throw it all away. However, you actually need to seriously reevaluate your life choices. You seriously need to look at what is it that I actually care about and are my actions reflecting that? Because if they're not, no matter how successful you are, you're not going to feel successful. And this is something that I have said to people countless times over the years. When you set the wrong goal for yourself, if that goal does not bring you joy and meaning, then it doesn't matter how successful you are because it will feel empty. It will feel lonely. Meaning doesn't come from validation. Meaning comes from a connection to your ambition and your action. Meaning comes from clarity about your motives and also purity of motive. Now, I don't love the word purity. And my guess is if you come from an evangelical background, you don't love it either. So forgive me, but I'm not quite sure what other word to use here because it doesn't mean pure as in perfect. It means pure as in deeply felt to you, deeply clear to you, deeply true for you. And I got to say, my dear LD, and I do quite enjoy calling you LD as a Larry David fan myself. I got to say to you, uh, your chart is quite on fire. I mean, you have been going through so much over the past couple few years. And if you haven't already changed your career, what this tells me is that you're really good at digging in your heels. You're really good at not changing, even when all signs point to change, for better or worse. And so here's my advice. Do not seek to figure out what to do with your career. Only seek to figure out what is important to you. I get it. You like nice things. You like money. I mean, come on, who doesn't? But what is truly important to you? Because you are at a threshold. You have just as much life in front of you as you have behind you. But what's the quality of the life that you have in front of you? Is that gotten through money? Are you going to put it off until your mid 60s? Or do you need to prioritize meaning now? There's not a right or wrong answer. There really isn't a right or wrong answer. There's only choices and consequences. And I urge you to start getting really honest with yourself about what you think about, what is deeply felt for you. There is no way to this without going through this. 
you've also just come out of a Neptune square to Neptune. I mean, the last couple few years, you've really been looking at what you believe and feeling increasingly more dissatisfied with the way that your life does not reflect your beliefs. And this brings us to the spiritual question, right? Because you're looking for, you say you don't want religion, but I kind of think a part of you does. A part of you wants a structure right? A part of you wants to feel like there is a thing to believe and there's a thing not to believe. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true for you or not. I think for you, having a non-monogamous relationship to your connection to the divine is wise. So in other words, taking different bits and pieces of different spiritual value systems, whatever it is that resonates with you is wise. I think that for you, things that are earth-based and ultimately pragmatic might really serve you. And that might look like getting a witch's almanac, like really go old school, farmer's almanac, a witch's almanac, and look at the cycles. Look at something as simple as the moon cycles or the cycles of the earth and start tracking your own emotional experience, the emotions and predisposition of your family and the people around you to see if you can truly notice and track any kind of changes. Let your relationship to what is both observable and also unexplainable, expand. Because I think that's where you're going to find your greatest reassurance and spiritual openness. The truth of the matter is you are a deeply spiritual person. It's not just because you were raised with a deep connection to the divine. Because, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know about evangelical values and lifestyle, like a lot. I probably don't know most things. But what I do know is that When evangelicals speak in tongues, when they go deep into a connection to God, it's meant to be transcendent. It's meant to be a direct connection with God. And it's meant to be transformative. And there's something incredibly powerful about that. Now, I'm not recommending that you, you know, backtrack to your roots in that way. But I am saying that going that deep and feeling traumatized or blocked by it, it makes it hard to then find a way to go deep again without feeling those same feelings. So I want to encourage you to go into the feelings. Go into the feelings of being blocked. Go into, if you used to speak in tongues in the church of your childhood, try it again. See how it feels. And if it feels bad, explore that bad feeling. Don't recoil from it. Explore it. Does it feel bad because you have psychological blocks around it? Does it feel bad because it is bad for you? Explore it. Because how we connect to the divine, to something greater, is individual. I personally am a very spiritual person and I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters because I don't think there's only one way of turning your face to the sun. I don't think there's only one way of taking a deep breath and being refreshed and calmed by that breath. And I don't think there should be. I think that if we really believe in spirit or God or the universe or nature, then we have to understand how multifaceted it is. Allowing room for what you don't understand, allowing room for paradox, allowing room for the messiness of the infiniteness that is nature or the universe or God is so powerful and it's so transformative and it's confusing, but it's meant to be confusing because none of us are God. None of us know. None of us are dead. 
we're all alive in these awkward bodies. And, you know, astrologers like me or mediums like me might tell you our theories about what God is or what the universe is or what life after death is. Preachers or rabbis or et cetera, et cetera, they might tell you their version. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Step into that, the great unknowableness of it, and find freedom there. Because I think that that's the thing you've been missing, is the freedom to not know, the freedom to be uncertain about the divine. Because of this uncertainty, some people feel like, okay, well, then what should I do? There's no shoulds. There's action and consequence. So when you look at your actions, and you're old enough now to see the consequences, are they consequences you're happy with? Are there adjustments you need to make? Have you proven to yourself that you can make money and thrive within capitalism and now you want to start making additional changes? Are you willing to pay the price of those changes? This is your life. And what happens to all of us during our Uranus opposition is we have to answer for our choices and we have to own our lives. This isn't the only time that'll happen and it's not the first time that it's happened, but this is the time it's happening to you this moment now. I want to encourage you to, again, not seek the answer, but instead seek to better clarify the question. My love, I hope that's useful to you. Hope it's helpful. And I hope you do the work. If you are listening to this and you or someone you love is going through the Uranus opposition, expect the unexpected. Uranus governs that which is not predictable. And be willing to change. This is not a time for conservatism. It's a time for pursuit of the truth. When we hold on to things that have lived their purpose and are done, it backfires on us. That can be pretty dramatic because most people at mid-age have a lot built up around us, whether it's habits and attitudes or money or family or jobs or whatever, whether it's external or internal, there's a lot to lose by the time you hit mid-age. And the key is to be willing to lose what doesn't serve you, to be willing to lose that pair of jeans that once looked really amazing on you, but no longer fit and are no longer in style. That was a metaphor. It was not literal slash get rid of your old clothes. If you don't need them, give them to someone who does. Hey friends, I just got back from this astrology conference in the Seattle area. It's called Norwalk and it happens once a year. And it's kind of like the Harry Potter school for wizardry without actual wizardry or preteens or honestly, the drama. It's amazing. And if you're an astrology student or if you're a practicing astrologer and you have access to an astrology conference in an area near you, I strongly recommend you go because it's kind of freaking magical. I gave a couple talks at Norwalk this year, but one of them was about using astrology to cultivate emotional intelligence. And cultivating emotional intelligence is super my jam. I really loved giving this talk. My only downside of the talk was I could only talk to the people at the conference. So I have teamed up with Tony Howard of Astrology University and his Fresh Voices in Astrology series. And I am going to be giving this talk again as a webinar. This month, June 23rd, 3 p.m. Pacific time. But if you can't make it because you're busy or you're in a part of the world where 3 p.m. on a Sunday is a weird time for you, that's totally chill. Because if you register and get your ticket, then you can download and own the whole class. You just listen to it whenever you want. But if you can make it, if you can make it, you can ask me questions. And I'm really into that. You know I love a Q&A. 
Anyways, I really hope you sign up for this. The link will be in the show notes. You can get all the 411 on my website at lovelanyato.com slash events. Just go to the events page. You could also go straight to the Fresh Voices in Astrology website. That's freshvoicesinastrology.com slash emotional intelligence. I really hope you sign up. I hope you register. I hope to see you there. I'm really excited to share this. And off to our horoscopes. This week, we're looking at June 2nd through the 8th, 2019. And this particular week has lots of astrology to talk about. And we're going to do it all. You know, we're going to do it all. But I will say that here in the US, I notice what happens is around June 1st, people start posting on social media about welcome to Pride Month. That's cool. I love to see that a whole month for Pride instead of just a a weekend. That's cool. So I just want to say what you probably know, which is that the first Pride was a riot. And the reason why it was a riot, well, there's a lot of reasons, but foundationally speaking, the reason why it was a riot is because queer people, gay people, gender variant people, trans people do not have equal rights. We don't have equal uh, representation for taxation. The right to marry is very recently granted and feels really tenuous. Trans people are constantly under attack from the government. There's a lot of reasons to be proud of who you are, of being queer, um, of being genderqueer. And if you are queer, hey, hi, happy pride. And if you are not, my friends, this is a great time to uplift the voices of queer people, to talk to your homophobic friends or your transphobic friends and challenge them. Invite them to have honest and empathetic conversations and just explore. You know, if you yourself struggle with homophobic or transphobic thoughts and feelings, explore it, educate yourself, talk to people, read posts. And if you got cash, why not throw it at organizations that support queer people, gender queer people, trans people? Why not? Why not? Okay, I, I, I will now get to your horoscope, I promise. On the second, we have a really lovely transit happening. It's a Venus trine to Pluto. Now, Pluto is transformation and Venus is connection. It's our relationships. It's our relationship to aesthetics and beauty, but also to people. It's even finances. This can be a really transformative moment if you choose to leverage it, which of course with sextiles and trines, you always have to choose to make it work. You have to choose to do something with the energy. But this is a really excellent time if you choose to leverage it for making meaningful headway in your relationship to any or one of those things. This is a great time for connecting with people. If you have a first date, yay, that's exciting. If you are working on your relationship to aesthetics and beauty, if you're trying to stabilize your relationship to money or make a plan, excellent, 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 and I love it. And I'm also happy to say that this particular Venus trying to Pluto overlaps into this beautiful new moon in Gemini at 3.02 a.m. Pacific time. I have so much to say about this new moon, so much to say. If you would like to see the chart, the event chart of the new moon, you can go to my website. Again, it's lovelanyato.com. And you can see it in the May 29th horoscope that I dropped. I included the event chart of the new moon for you to study if you are in the market for studying such things. So as I tell you every month, a new moon occurs when the sun and moon are at the exact same degree of the exact same sign. And these are 
important resets every month. It's a great time for aligning yourself with your intentions, for calling in new things. From a manifestation standpoint, if you like to fuck with manifestation, this is an excellent time for opening. So it's a great time to call things in. This particular new moon in Gemini, in my view, is not actually a great time for calling in results. It's a great time for calling in clarity. This is a really powerful time to look inward and think about what is driving you and to ask yourself questions. Um, Gemini is an inquisitive sign. This is a really powerful time to be thinking in terms of what matters to you, what deserves your attention, and what deserves your intention. And it's really important for me to name that when we are trying to manifest things in our life, whether it's love or a job or just clarity, the more clear our ask is and the more accurate our ask is, the more effective the answer will be. And also, quite frankly, the closer to the answer we get. So this is a really powerful time for looking at your motivations and understanding what it is that you truly want. Because here's here's a secret that I'll basically scream from any mountaintop. The only reason why anyone wants anything is because we believe that it will make us happy. And so it is always wise to return to the question of what is it that I want? And do I truly believe if I look at it honestly and openly that it will make me happy? And if it will make me happy in my estimation, is the cost worth it? Is it a sustainable form of happiness or is it more pleasure? To have the ability to see the difference between happiness, which is sustaining and generative, and pleasure, which can be quite fleeting and not necessarily generative. And when I say generative, I mean it generates creativity and life force energy throughout your life. It has a ripple effect. Pleasure does not necessarily do that. It can, but it does not necessarily. Whereas true happiness inevitably does. This is a powerful time to ask yourself if you're looking for a relationship, why? Why do you want a relationship? Because if what you want is to start off in the middle of a relationship where all the awkward stuff has already happened, where trust has already been built, where you don't have to wonder what's happening, what's not happening, you just want to start at the safe and stable part, then you probably don't really want a relationship. You want like the Instagram feed of a relationship, right? So this is a great time to get really honest about where you're at and what comes next, because you can't start in the middle. Not really, not substantively. We must start the foundational next step in front of us. So get honest and clear with yourself about what that means. Now, as I mentioned, that Venus-Pluto trine is part of this, this new moon, which is really lovely. It helps to make our insights and revelations a lot more material and even sustainable. However, Saturn and Pluto are very close to each other in the sky. The North Node is opposite that Saturn-Pluto closeness, especially opposite Saturn. That means that there are larger themes at play in the world around us and in your life very personally. And those larger themes are trying to get you to question the sustainability of your actions, your participation in the context of others, and your participation in the context of your own morals and ethics. And so that is the underpinning to kind of everything that is happening everything that is happening across the board. And so when looking at your desires for your personal life, it is wise to really you know, focus on that and honor that 
and also not hold it too far separate from what you want as a person in the world, a person in a family, a person at work, whatever it is, whatever is appropriate for your life and where you're at and what you care about. The only other thing I really want to say about this particular new moon is that it has the potential for being a little distracting. I want to just really ground you into there is a way that when pursuing spiritual or self-care work, it can sometimes be easy to think you're pursuing self-care and spiritual work when what in fact you're doing is just disassociating, checking out, or indulging yourself. Be gentle but firm with yourself about checking that line when you've crossed it and when you haven't. And you're allowed to cross it. You're totally allowed to cross it, but just be aware. Don't call it deep spiritual work when it's just judging other people. Don't call it self-care when it's indulging a self-destructive behavior. That's that's my one little add-on here. That's not all for this week. That is just the beginning, my friends. On the 4th, we have Mercury moving into the sign of Cancer. Mercury moving into Cancer is kind of a funny little transit as far as I'm concerned because Mercury is a straight shooter, likes to move move forward and say a thing. Words, communication, text. And Cancer is the crab. It moves things sideways, right? And so this can be a little bit of a challenging time to be verbally really direct, but it is a really wonderful time for thinking about and investing your thoughts, your attitudes, and even your plans in what you authentically care about, where your heart lives, whether that's in your family or your home life, or that's actually really just about thinking about the care you want to shower on the people in the world around you in a personal way or in a more political way. That's this Mercury moving into Cancer. I will say that on the 8th, Venus moves into Gemini, which is super fun, especially if you're trying to meet people, if you want to get out there. It's a great time for networking, just for connecting with lots of different kinds of people in a light and pretty effective way. And I say effective simply because I think Venus and Gemini is not too laden with like, what's it all mean and allows itself to just explore. And that is such a wonderful thing to do. So I encourage you starting on the 8th to really just explore for the month, a little social exploration. How's it going to hurt you, right? Try it. Okay. Final transit. On the 7th, we have a Mercury sextile to Uranus. Now, Mercury sextile to Uranus is a creative transit. Uranus is innovative and has the capacity to see things in a new way, to discover new things. So Mercury and Uranus both govern our thoughts in different ways and our nervous system. This is nothing to be worried about. This is unlikely to produce any anxiety, but it is likely to produce sparks of insight. So if you've been trying to figure things out, if you've been dealing with writer's block, great transit sit down with whatever it is you need to figure out, write your little buns off. Um, If you have to figure out a way to say something to someone or you're working on a project that you just want to come up with something new about, very supportive transit, work with it, okay? And if you've been trying to figure out how to connect with people, specific people or people in general in new ways, this is a really supportive energy. So leverage it, my friends. And what leveraging it means is just making eye contact, opening your mouth and trying. That's all it means sometimes. That's your horoscope for the week. I hope you have seen what I believe to be the most adorable new cover art for my podcast. And I hope you like it. I certainly love it. If you like this podcast, do me the solid and give it a really nice review or subscribe to it or give it a star. All of these things are meaningful to me and for me. And I thank you. And to the person who reviewed me on iTunes and said that you pre-ordered my book, OMG, 
Thank you. That's so nice. I didn't even know you could do that. (laughs) So I'm really impressed. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel honored and thank you because I'm not even supposed to be talking about the fact that I have a book coming out yet and watch me go. You can't always tell the Capricorn what to do. Anyways, don't forget to register for my webinar. I'm very excited about it. I hope you will be too. I'm really excited to be able to teach on a new level and come on back next week. Y'all, you hear? Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.